This is Utah Phillips, and you're listening to Loafer's Glory, the hobo jungle of the mind. And so the one who slaves goes forth into the world. He goes forth into the light and shine of the sun. He refuses to work longer. Better it is for him to beg his bread than to endure slavery down in the darkness. He possesses not the craft, nor the power, nor the opportunity to live off his fellow men. He goes forth one who is homeless and nameless. Life for him is hard, but he no longer dwells underground. And there comes to him a strange philosophy. There comes to him the wisdom that comes to those who wander in isolation. Yes, this is Utah Phillips, and it is indeed Loafer's Glory, the Hobo Jungle of the Mind. I'm here in my home, Nevada City, California. Myself, my wife Joanna has come down to visit. You were just listening to Jimmy and Nancy Borsdorf, Hawks and Eagles, who created the uh, theme music for this show. Marvelous musicians. We're going to be talking about making a living on the street, playing some music about that, and telling you some tales. Some years ago, if you were down on the Embarcadero, in San Francisco, you would have run into a tall, rangy gentleman, no longer young, carrying a guitar, followed around by a little stray dog who didn't care much who it gnawed upon. That was Gil Turner. Gil Turner was the quintessential street singer, known some years ago as the one who wrote Carry It On, one of the anthems of the civil rights movement. Well, Kate Wolf and Gil Turner were good friends, and Kate wrote a song about Gil Turner called You Old Street Singer. Che Greenwood, who knew Gil quite well, uh, loaned me this. It's sort of a, a live recording of, of Kate singing this tribute to Gil Turner, You Old Street Singer. And I'd like you to welcome a real fine musician, Kate Wolf. Thank you. Thanks very much. Many dusty miles 
chair Memories on the wall In a city full of strangers Far away from times You played that banjo ringing Across a picket line You go downstairs and out on the street Set there waiting for everyone you meet Some they ignore you, some they ask you why Some they dance to the tune you're playing to the sky Passing through a city one day you'll see him there Stop and listen to his tunes, let him know you're here Put a dollar in the box that sits there at his feet Tip your hand to the man who's singing in the street Cause if you stop and listen, you'll hear it every time Melodies around you, the rhythms and the rhymes In the stairs of passing strangers, questions of the young The barking of a stray dog And the memories of a street bum The barking of a stray dog And the memories of a street bum Oh yes, Kate Wolf. A, a rare recording. It's very seldom uh, you hear her playing the guitar that way, finger-picking the guitar. Uh, of course, she worked a great deal with with Nina Gerber, who uh, did most of the, the lead guitar work. A song about Gil Turner, working on the street. It's not a new idea, working on the street, you know, making a living down on the street. Most of our great social movements in this country began on the street, began on the skids with soapbox orators, uh, declaiming, windmilling, uh, talking loud, gathering the crowd, then uh, some loud singing, uh, ragged singing, chorus singing, and then pass the hat to support the cause. I first learned street uh, oration. Well, I learned the content from San Francisco Phil Melman, but I learned the style from Frank Cedarvall of Cleveland, Ohio, a fine street speaker, long gone now. Well, we're going to give you a sample of what that's like, uh, uh, a street oration, and then uh, followed by the song that we all sing together, and I want you, if you're out driving around or sitting at home, to join in on the chorus. It's going to be Jeff Cahill singing Joe Hill's Pie in the Sky. Those old organizers were great street speakers. There were no sound systems. They were given the task, mainly working steps up out of the mines, off the wheat harvest, out of the logging camps, had set themselves to the task of standing on windy street corners and exhorting, polemicizing, waving their arms, windmilling it was called, and getting people to walk over the street from, instead of being gathered around the starvation army band with Bible banging and Jesus preaching and, and telling these working folks if they give what they had to the Lord, they get pie in the sky by and by, try to get them to cross over the street and listen and join a fighting union and change the condition of their lives, the condition of their labor. Of course, they had to talk pretty loud and they had to talk pretty fast. 
because uh, he didn't know when the cops were going to show up. I'll give you an example of what that street speaking was like. Here's a, a street oration from old San Francisco Phil Melman. Fellow workers, the industrial workers of the world are going to organize the entire working class. What is working class, fellow workers? Why the working class is anybody's got a boss and works for wages. You got a boss and you're working for wages. It doesn't matter if you're a college professor or a ditch digger. You're in the working class and better be proud of it. Why the middle class is just a joke made up by the bosses to keep us fighting against each other. Now, the industrial workers of the world are going to organize the working class into one big union of all skilled, semi-skilled and unskilled workers in one big union, the OBU. We got the OBU, we'll have a general strike. Strike like that will last about half an hour. Then we're going to take this thing apart and put it together so it makes more sense. With the means of the production in the hands of the producers, produce for use instead of profit, create abundance for workers and nothing for parasites. Thank you. Preacher and the slave. Long haired preachers come out every night. Try to tell you what's wrong and what's right. But when asked how about something to eat, they will answer in voices so sweet. Hey, you will eat by and by In that glorious land above the sky Work and pray, Aleph on hay And you'll get by in the sky when you die, that's a lie Find the starvation army, they pray And they clap and they sing and they play And when they've got all your coin on the drum Hill and a wild and rank mob in Chicago, Illinois, gathered around singing one of Joe Hill's masterpieces. Pocatello, Idaho. Pocatello, Idaho was a hard railroad yard to bum in out of, into and out of. In fact, one of the most difficult jobs on the railroad, working for the railroad, would be a night yard master in Pocatello, Idaho. Uh, just so damn complex. Well, over the years, it got to be that if you went out to get a job on another railroad line, you'd put into your uh, into your resume, I guess you'd call it, uh, that you had been a night yard master in Pocatello, Idaho. Well, 
The people who were doing the hiring knew that everybody could have been the night yard master in Pocatello, Idaho. So that night yard master came to be a term for somebody who tends to fold, bend, spindle, and mutilate the average annual ambient reality. It is um, a task that I have given myself for, for many years now. Outside of Pocatello, right outside the yard, there's a, an old bar. There was an old bar called Bob and Ray's. It was down under the railroad bridge, built into the stone abutment that held the bridge up. The railroad workers had come in there after midnight, and I had just uh, rolled off a freight train. This happened a number of times. I'd, I'd go into that bar, and those railroad workers would be sitting with their back to me, and they'd be having a few drinks. I'd set up my guitar, start playing uh, with my open guitar case. Well, they'd start putting money into it and then shoveling drinks down to the end of the bar, all of which I couldn't possibly tolerate. The songs they seemed to be most partial to were sentimental songs with the old railroad songs, The Baggage Coach Ahead, uh, Mother, The Queen of My Heart, Hobo Bill's Last Ride, The Lightning Express. Uh, Those are the ones that that seem to bring the most money into the guitar case. Well, we'll play you one of those. I made it for that situation. I was coming down out of Chicago on the Gulf Mobile in Ohio as a freight train riding an old Phoebe Snow boxcar. Phoebe Snow, that was on the Lackawanna Railroad. She was a woman dressed in white that was used to advertise the fact that the Lackawanna was burning the anthracite coal, and it was sootless. So you wouldn't get soot blowing back into your clothing, into into your luggage. And she appeared in all the magazines with little jingles about riding the route of the anthracite, uh, Phoebe Snow. And I made this song up in a jungle on on a flat, sandy island in the middle of a of a river outside Danville, Illinois. Phoebe Snow. Snow. 
I've spent many a night around the fire in a circle of stone silent men and heard the sagebrush whistle and pop and the coffee boil up in the can and the bottoms were filled with a cool river wind the treetops chasing the moon and I knew without asking to take my guitar and play up some slow gentle tune well I played up a face I used to know and the song was the sound of a name and I knew without looking that every man there was each of them feeling the same then I played up some hands so pale and small with a touch just as light as the rain and I knew without looking that every man there was each of them feeling the same then I played up the booze and the holes in the shoes of a man whose life is a cage and all the things done to make a man run the hard luck the failures of age then I stopped with a crash we looked into the ash helpless with longing and rage now a traveling life might seem all right a life without worry or care you're always up and you're always out you're always going somewhere but I tell you my friends it's not where you are but your reason for being there then I awoke as the day broke and I gazed out over the plains thinking as I'm better off now I'm being in love with the train like a bird on the wing I hear a voice sing as over the prairies I roll but I'd give my life to spend one more night in the arms of my own Phoebe Snow Phoebe Snow. Well now, your guitar has been stolen or confiscated by the police. You're still on the street and have no place to go. What do you do? You are thrown on public sufferance in a whole different style. Well, here's a kind of a lecture I gave to the students of Beloit College in Beloit, Wisconsin, uh, several years ago. Now, I want you to pay particular attention to this because you all need to know this. I was in... I was in Boise, Idaho, working for the American Civil Liberties Union, the same people who tried to pass that gay bashing uh, constitutional amendment in, in Oregon uh, that was defeated, tried to do the same thing on the ballot in Idaho during the last election. So the ACLU, a very conservative state, needed you know, some help from a lot of people in order to bring that to the public's attention. Uh, they put me up at a, a crumbling Victorian pile that purported to be a hotel. And I got up in the morning early. I went out to get a newspaper. And I walked up the street to the newsstand, and a young fellow stepped out of a doorway and said, Hey, man, you got any spare change? That's happened to you. Some of you have probably done it.
Well, I said, no. It's not that I'm an ungenerous soul. I fling money about with abandon when I've got it. What I said was, look, I'll stand right here, and I want you to go away and find a burlap bag or a pillowcase, put a rock in it, and then put it over your shoulder, come back and stand in front of me and say, excuse me, but I've got a chicken in this bag. I'm going to go onto the edge of town and cook it up. But I don't have any salt. Could you spare some change for some salt? You get the difference? I said, I want you to gaff me. What's a gaff? Well, a gaff is a hook. How's a fisherman bringing the fish? Well, you use a gaffing hook. What's the fish? Well, that's your mark. How do you hook the mark? You know, are you following me here? How do you, how do you, how do you gaff the rubes when you're piping the stem? Well, you use a, you use a gaffing hook. You, know, you use a gaff. Everybody's got a gaff. Teachers got a gaff. Preachers, lawyers, God knows, got a gaff. I've got a gaff. I'm doing it right now. I, this, where is that? Hey, man. Got any spare change? Where's that at? I want to grab the spare change artist and rattle him and say, where's your sense of drama? <laughs> where's your sense of the theater of your situation? All the things you could do with this. I learned from gaffing artists. The best and the brightest, the most beautiful in the, in the human psyche is that propensity for walking off of something with little or no effort. The rich have long since learned how to do it. Why shouldn't we? <laughs> I mean, and it is. It blossoms around us. I was an African-American fellow in, 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 on the Haight in Berkeley. Walked up to me with a styrofoam cup, a little sign around his neck. It said, uh, give to the United Negro Hamburger Fund. Well, hell, it, it's good for a couple dollars right there. A couple bucks. I mean, wouldn't you? Hell yeah. Ironclad gap. Fella standing on the median strip in Cambridge, Massachusetts. I had to stop to wait for the light to change. He was standing there in rags with a hand-lettered cardboard sign folded in half. The top half said, what is the greatest nation on earth? Got my attention. He let the other half flop down and said, donation. <laughs> Not pretty damn bright. You know, there's another couple of bucks right out the window, you know. I'll, I will pay for a good gaff. I will pay for a solid story. I, 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 we should be teaching this stuff in school. I should come to your college here and do a workshop. We're all going to have to know this stuff, the way things are going. Huh? All going to have to know it. I can do a crackerjack class on how to get through the world on little or nothing. Gaffing your way down the road. Hot dog. Ironclad gaff. Donna Devine, up in Butte, Montana, works at the Copper King. She's a waitress, doesn't make a lot of money. Fellow worker Devine, she's a member of the Industrial Workers of the World. Donna wanted to go to a, to a wedding in, uh, in Florida. Had maybe enough money, maybe enough money for gas for her old car. She started out in the dead of winter across the, the, the belly of the continent. Mainly at midnight, hopefully in the rain or the snow. She stopped at run-down, greasy truck stops. She would take a dimly lit booth in the back of the restaurant, sit there alone, reach into her purse and take out a cupcake, put it on the table in front of her, put a candle in that cupcake and light it, and softly sing happy birthday to herself. <laughs> Broke those truckers' hearts. Broke their hearts. She didn't pay for anything going or coming. It was that's now that's just that's America. That's my America. That's the America I love. Don't ever change. John. 
I learned I learned my gaffing from from uh, uh, slow motion shorty. Slow motion shorty, we'd get off of the freight train coming down out of the Moffat Tunnel out of Grand Junction, Colorado, <coughs> headed for Denver. Slow motion shorty was an older guy. So the minute he got off the freight train, he'd head for the parking lot of a supermarket. He'd wait for some couple to come out with a little kid in between them, and, you know, in tow. And he'd kneel down in front of them so they couldn't move any further. And quickly, he'd reach into his pocket, take out some of those long balloons you make into balloon animals. He'd stretch them, blow them up, and wrench them together into the rough semblance of a small puppy. He wasn't any good at it. And, and the kid would reach for it and say, this puppy costs a dollar. Go ask your old man for a dollar. Well, the kid's over there whimpering, tugging on his old man's pants. And while he's gone, slow motion takes a pocket knife, knife out, opens it up, holds a blade up to the balloon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said, you wouldn't want me to kill the puppy in front of the little kid, would you? <laughs> Money just poured in, poured in. I don't lie about this stuff. Now, you've got to learn this. Uh, uh, um, well, one more. What's his name? Uh, Dawdlin Bill, the world's slowest human, Dawdlin Bill. <laughs> Up out, out back of the Speedway Diner in Forsyth, Montana. Jungled up with him many and many a good time. The Speedway Diner, I don't know if it's still there. Six stools, run-down, ramshackle. You'd place you'd drive by, except they cut their own bacon, have their own chickens, so it's fresh eggs, they, they bake their own bread, everything's fresh and new. Well, Dodd and Bill have been back out there when he's not on the trains for many years, and he is the world's slowest human. He said to me once, I was born with a finite amount of hurrying power. If I squander it, fruitlessly dashing about, a dire event is going to transpire, but I won't be able to get out of the way because I have exhausted my hurrying power. But if I hoard it and that event transpires, I will unleash it all at once and you will see me move like a rocket. <laughs> the most exhaustive rationalization for being lazy I ever read. <laughs> Suits me fine. I saw Dodd and Bill make $30 an hour gaffing on the streets of Spokane, Washington, East Main and Trent Avenue. He'd walk, fall in step with people walking by there. He'd walk with them. He'd say, well, you know, I used to be a magician, sleight-of-hand artist. I was good at it. Yeah, but uh, arthritis and age, too much booze and late hours, and nobody wants a magician anymore anyway. I, I, I used to be able to take a dollar bill and roll it up real tight and, and uh, jam it up one side of my nose and, and pull it out the other. It's a cheap trick. Well, three out of five people would fall for it. Now, he'd take the dollar bill and roll it up real tight, and push it into his nose and then take it out and say, well, I guess I forgot how to do it and try to hand it back. <laughs> you can do that downtown tonight. You can go down there and do that tonight. You'd be a whole lot better off tomorrow.
Did you learn something out of that gaffing? Did you, huh? All right. By the way, you were just listening at the uh, intermission music here. There's Blind Kenny Hall from Fresno, California. Uh, one of the happiest people that I ever met in my life. Gaffing. Old um, Hood River Blackie and, uh, and Frying Pan Jack used to travel together. They would go from door to door getting handouts. That's where nobody's going to let you into their kitchen when you look like that. Uh, that's where a handout comes from. You hand out uh, food from the back door, what in the old tramp parlance would be called a lump. Well, Hood River Blackie and, uh, and Frying Pan Jack chummed together. He told me once the importuned a woman through her screen door. She allowed us how she would feed them if they would work for it. She obviously didn't understand the etiquette. But they were hungry, and they said they would do that. Well, the lady gave Frying Pan Jack a bucket of the ugliest green paint you've ever seen in your life. Said, you go out back and paint the porch. And uh, said to Hood River Blackie, you mow the lawn. Well, they worked at it for about half an hour. And they were done, and there she was with a nice lump, a good handout ready for them. And as they walked out the gate, Frying Pan Jack turned to her and said, well, you've been very kind to us, ma'am. I hate to be the one to have to tell you that out back there, that's not a porch. It's a Maserati. Oh, yeah. I don't make this stuff up. Well, I first met Bob Snyder in Toronto, Canada, in the driving rain. I would have been walking a picket line for the Toronto Western Hospital strike. And he was standing in a doorway, street singing. You, you pick a doorway to a department store, which, which acts like an echo chamber and also keeps you out of the rain. Bob Snyder kind of got bypassed in some ways by folk singers climbing rung by rung the ladder of success. And so he wrote this song called The Darn Folk Singer. Well, this guy came up to me in the street and he says, uh, how come you never write any protest songs? And I said, well, because everything's okay. But... Uh, Got me thinking, and I came up with one little pet peeve, so I wrote a protest song about it. Well, there's a situation going on across this land I personally believe is a getting out of hand. Concerning certain individuals and the gathering of untoward residuals. And I think it's time that something was said about the gleaning of all this ill-got bread because the ones responsible for the impropriety are amongst most conspicuous in our society. Oh, the birds make birds and the bunnies make bunnies and the only thing a darn folk singer ever want to make is money. And the rain makes puddles, the bees make a honey and the only thing a darn folk singer ever want to make is money. Making money ain't funny I'd be a law against the awning maw of an open case it's a big disgrace and a terrible din is sickening now the government is worried about our welfare and the industrialist is trying to clean up the air and the only thing the darn folk singers seem to care about is money and the businessman is busy delivering the goods And the paper company is managing the woods But these raving street-bound bands of hoods Are after money Looking for an honorarium Outside the aquarium Or squawk, squawk, squawk Along the whole sidewalk Or drumming on a corner 
or tootin' on a horn, or just a caterwauling on old guitar. You throw him a loon, he'll play a tune, ruin the peace of an afternoon. And somebody better do something soon's all I'm saying. Or he'll stand there wailing the live long day and you throw him a quarter in the hopes he'll go away. But he takes it as a sign that you want him to stay there playing. And the pitiful moan brings down the tone and all that strumming. It's unbecoming. They're plain unruly. Except the oars truly They ought to get a job Instead of under the pretext Of playing so-called rock and roll Be allowed to exact a toll And otherwise outright rob An unsuspecting and pedestrian public Now developers out there Putting up housing Well these no goods are off carousing how is it that these atonal anarchists are allowed to roam the community with seeming impunity? Oh, the diplomat is diligently studying the dove. Even the poet spares a thought for love. Only thing a darn folk singer's thinking of is Daneros and Zlodies and Drachmas and Yen and Franks and Cents and Gold and Mercurial Green. And while the banker is spreading it all around the nation, Pecuniary consideration is the machinate motivation of you know who I mean. Johnny Paycheck, Ray Price, Eddie Money, Ronnie Prophet, Johnny Cash, Buck Owen. Hank Williams. Well, Williams, just another name for Bill. All I want to do is fill their till by reaping more than they are sowing. So just remember that the love of money is, is the root of all folks' songs. Hey, Bob Snyder, street singer from Toronto. I, he nailed that one down all the way around the edges, didn't he? He And he looks the part, too. He really looks like he's been on the street all of his life. Good writer. Strange rhymes. Well, now let's go to the streets of New York. Two elderly women, very large, playing on the street, sitting on stools, one playing the accordion, the other keeping time with a tin cup. Reverend Baby Hoover and Virginia Brown. Baby, well, she was born in Arkansas many years ago. Uh, she had a child. She was born blind. Uh, she had a child, and she, as said, she was sent to a black market maternity home where uh, the babies were sold, and then she was just sent on her way. They call her baby because she collected baby dolls. She told me she kept having that baby over and over again and until finally she became sanctified and she was able to get herself out of that. But she still has her little room is still crowded with baby dolls. Virginia, 
She was also born in the Midwest, and she was born blind, and the doctor said that was because her mother was so tightly corseted, as they were in those days, that it caused her to be blind. And these two elderly blind women worked the streets of New York, full of light and full of joy, uh, mouths full of old songs. Uh, Virginia keeping time, as I say, with the tin cup, in which she insisted there be a nickel, dime, and a quarter, which is the only way she could keep proper time. So let's listen to Reverend Baby Hoover and Virginia Brown singing the Royal Telephone. Storm and 
trial cannot disconnect that line held in constant keeping by the Father's hand divine. Telephone to glory, oh what joy divine! I can feel the current moving on the line. Built by God the Father for His love and home. We may talk to Jesus. Through this royal telephone. Baby in Virginia. You know, that was recorded by Philo Records many, many years ago, uh, before CDs. And uh, those masters have been in storage for a long time. Now, there's one record that deserves to be reissued, along with the photo essay that goes along with it. It was, it was a labor of love by Philo Records, and, uh, and it, it seems to languish. So I, I, I want to work on that. I'd like to get some support behind the idea of, of having that uh, record reissued. Fat Wally drove a cab in Chicago. I mean, and I mean, he was absolutely enormous. He looked kind of like a, a bale of cotton with the center strap busted. He used to work on the street when he wasn't driving a, cab, driving a cab playing the banjo, and he got away with it, too. His favorite spot, well, I tell you, was at the time that the discos were coming in, and the American Federation of Musicians got a campaign going that uh, said live music is best. You may remember the bumper stickers, live music is best. Well, Fat Wally pasted one of those stickers across the front of his banjo and stood out in front of the American Federation Musicians Union Hall. Ha-ha! They couldn't avoid pouring money into his uh, guitar case on that basis. Now, that's a good gaff. Street singing is in some ways an endangered species. In city after city, U.S. district courts have agreed that municipal ordinances banning street performance violates constitutional guarantees of free speech. And a lot of city attorneys and county attorneys don't know that. We have a whole pattern of litigation, a whole pattern of court opinions backing up the right to perform on the street. Rob Goldstein, the Nantucket troubadour, we waded through many a cranberry bog together. Well, he went to court to assert his right to work the street in Nantucket. That was in 1979. They demanded a license. The U.S. District Court extended the First Amendment to cover street singers. And not only did the court say that Rob didn't need a license, but he wasn't blocking traffic. The people who stopped to listen were. But now look. The real struggle of street performers has largely shifted from the public streets to private malls, where over 50% of retail transactions take place. It is imperative that not just performers, but those, say, gathering signatures for ballot initiatives, assert that the First Amendment, in First Amendment cases, malls will be treated as public property. Enough said. The mall, the public mall in Boulder, Colorado, the streets blocked off bricked in. There are planters with enormous trees, a playground for the kids. And as you walk through that mall, you don't know what you're going to encounter. There are slack rope walkers, fire breathers, mimes, every kind of a musician you can imagine. There is that one instrument that I have been told has never been arrested on the street. I heard that from Smokey Dawson, who was a bagpipe player. He said, they won't arrest a bagpipe player on the street. Smoke Dawson was a great fiddler. And he was also a warlock, and he knew that there were certain tunes, Irish tunes, that you don't play on certain days, or it causes disasters. Well, he got real drunk one night, 
played the wrong tune. It was on a Friday. Caused a barn to burn down. I think it was Will Tressler's barn, but it's been a long time ago. I may not remember. Take a walk with me up the Boulder Mall, and let's hear what we hear. up the mall you had a bagpiper big crowd around him and you had a an asian violinist you know how much talent there is in the new asian communities that have come to our cities um that old old gentleman was working on the street that's a field recording of him playing a two-string violin then of course at last the best street act i ever heard in my life and that was artist a spoon man not just playing the spoons but playing the entire silver service there's a young fellow lives up on the San Juan Ridge here, makes chairs. He's a fine Finnish carpenter. I first met Bodie Wagner when he was singing, busking on the footbridge over the Mississippi River. It was one of the first times I'd ever played in Minneapolis, and I was walking around. There he was sitting in the middle of the bridge, open guitar case, and this was the song that Bodie Wagner was singing. Chugga, 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 chugga now. 
you dip into your pockets and pour money into a guitar case to listen to that that was the great Bodie Wagner well it's time for us to wind this down here we're going to hear a song written by Pop Wagner and Bob Bovee back in the Midwest it's a it's a label that's not around anymore called Train on the Island they created just to just to record themselves now you know We've been talking about street performance, about working on the street. And I want to tell you the honest truth. I, I love to do that. I, I, I started out doing that. You know, singing on the street is the most honest living you could make. Why? Because you get back exactly what you put out. Nothing more, nothing less. Let's listen to Street Singers Heaven. Guitar in my hand I'm just a poor musician In an old street band Waiting for the coins For all these songs I sold And trying to keep warm Out here in the cold When I'm gone When I'm gone They'll talk about my singing When I'm gone When I'm gone They'll remember the good old days I'll be in heaven In heaven With the golden guitar ringing where there's a crowd on every corner and a hat that's full of weight. I'm trying to keep warm enough to move my aching fingers, but if I'd get two bits from soul that lingers, or just a dime for every smile I put on a passing face, I can stack them up to heaven and climb up to 
that place When I'm gone, when I'm gone They'll talk about my singing When I'm gone, when I'm gone They'll remember the good old days I'll be in heaven, in heaven With a golden guitar ringing Where there's a crowd on every corner And a hat that's full of The end, anyhow, is always here. It is the climate we sing in. A man may ease off into it any time like a settler, tired of farming, starting out silently into the woods. On a day like this, we have the end in sight. This is zero, the elementary poverty of all that was ever born, in which nothing lives by chance, but only by choosing to and by knowing how and by the excess of desire that rises above the mind, surrounding and hovering like a song.